As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Winner, winner, chicken dinner! This is Straight out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! With the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. Pay that man his money. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Live from the Vegas Strip, the pregame show America has always wanted. Here's Bernie Fratto. Well, as I've said many, many times before, sports are the greatest reality show invented, and you can script everything but the outcome. Just ask the Golden State Warriors the other night. And again, there's an old Chinese proverb, may you live in interesting times. We are. We're a society infatuated with sports. We go to games, watch them on TV, and obviously we throw a few shekels more than ever. People love to bet on the games they love so much. And there's a never-ending supply of fodder that happens every week, and we find a way to highlight it. And in the words of renowned sage, the sagacious Rusty Harden, remember, a happy ending is not against the law. Too soon? (laughs) On that note, I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. Tonight we focus on the NBA Finals and the potential for what I think can still be a historic series. We've got matchup analysis, previews, and what you need to know. And in about 15 minutes we'll be joined by NBA guru Mark Medina, who is actually joining us from the epicenter of the NBA Finals. He was at game one. He'll take us behind the curtain. I've got some questions for him. And we'll chop up some other NBA pertinent issues as well. Along the way, we'll have some Vegas stuff, and we'll close the show with many new ways to bet the outcome of the NBA Finals, plus an interesting trend involving the public and the NBA Finals going back to 2005 as far as the run-of-mill picking the winner. And if you followed all that, you're a better man than me. Sports are entertainment, but they're more than that. They are a shared experience. As such, well, people want to talk about them. If you come to the right place, we've got a lot to talk about tonight. This is... Straight out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. And as they say in Jesse Ventura, Minnesota, it's going to be lit. You know, there's a real irony uh, the other night because the irony is usually it's the Golden State Warriors that murder people with their three-point assassin proclivities. But in this time, it was the Boston Celtics. Boston, the I don't care what anybody says, the Celtics shocked people not only by winning game one, but by how they did it, 40-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter. They gave the Warriors, they gave Steph Curry a dose of their own medicine, and now the series price has gone from Golden State minus, 151, minus 155 to win the series before game one to now Boston, depending on where you shop, 
minus 165, minus 180 heading into game two. You know, the Pistons beat the Lakers on the road in 2004 NBA Finals game one. And this reminds me of that. I'll get to that a little bit later. But keep in mind, just because you win game one on the road in the NBA Finals, it's not a guarantee you're going to win the series. It's happened six times since 1990. And the teams who won three, uh, game one only ended up three and three. Pistons were the last team in 04 to win game one on the road and go on to win the series. The Spurs were the last. They beat the Heat on the road in 2013 in game one, but they ended up losing the series in seven games. Now, here's what's interesting. I realize that Boston's fourth quarter run was marked by a lot of hot shooting, but also a lot of really swift passing and small ball. What a concept. And I also want to give Boston a lot of credit because much has been made of the three-pointers they made, but how about their defense? Their ball pressure was something to behold. Now, here's what's interesting. That was the first ever NBA Finals game at Chase Center. And it was supposed to be a Golden State Warriors coronation. I mean, I thought Draymond Green was very dismissive of the Celtics. Uh, I... I wasn't happy with his comments, quite honestly. And I know it's against a lot of practice psychology without a license, but, oh, yeah, they just made a bunch of shots. Well, you only scored 14 points in the fourth quarter, Golden State, but we'll come back to that later, right? This is a situation where Golden State, and by the way, if you're Trey, if you're Clay Thompson, you missed two years, two and a half years, this is your sixth straight NBA Finals if you're Clay Thompson. So Golden State, their new arena, returning to the highest stratum of the basketball cosmos instead boston they go on this unprecedented run in the fourth quarter lights out shooting epic ball movement they come away with a 120 108 game one win and that really kind of sucked all the air out of the arena it was a crazy crowd it was a highly energetic crowd their rabid fans were loving their warriors and they they went home sad now you know golden state came out played with pace they played with space curry was he was an unstoppable going six for eight from behind the arc, 21 points in the opening quarter. But fast forward to the second half, and typically, you know, the you know, the what are the what are the Warriors known for? They're the best third quarter team in, in basketball. And they they you know they turned a two-point halftime deficit into a 15-point lead with just a couple minutes to go heading into the fourth quarter. But when people think of the Warriors, and you probably think of three-pointers, you know. Just Curry gets off the bus and Clay Thompson and all the, you know, it, when it comes to some of the ba- great basketball marksmen, not everybody wants to give them their due. I give them their due because they've, they've been there and done that. They're not perfect or human. But the irony is on Thursday, Boston used the Warriors' weapon against them. The Celtics not only scored goal, uh, outscored Golden State 40-16 to 16 in the final quarter, they made it much more overwhelming because they were 9 of 12 from behind the arc. They just rained down... Uh, You know, they say it never rains in Southern California. It's a song by Albert Hammond back in the day. And it rains in the Bay Area, too. Well, it rained inside Chase Center. It was all Boston. At one point, Boston made seven consecutive three-pointers. The last one by Al Horford, which gave his team a six-point lead. And all of a sudden, you could feel at that point, Golden State was teetering. There was a clear shift in momentum. That was undeniable. You could see doubt had been inserted, and it was like, what in the hell is going on here? Their turnaround was even all that much more remarkable when you consider that Jason Tatum, who's Boston's leading scorer, who just earned the Eastern Conference Finals MVP. What is that, the Larry Bird MVP now? He was held to 12 points for the entire game, 3 of 17 shooting. And in truth, give Golden State credit, he faced a lot of very aggressive defensive looks throughout the entire night. And at one point, Golden State even went into a box and won. However, Jason Tatum, in his greatness, finds a way to impact the game, even if he's 3 for 17. He had 13 assists. And that really embodies what I think is the greatness of this Celtics team led by Ime Doka. This is a guy, he manages to make the right play. He trusts his teammates. He finds a way to yield positive results. I'm talking about Jason Tatum, which is why he's such a terrific player. You know, you're going to be hearing from him. But that that's the narrative. Wow, Boston did all this, and Jason Tatum didn't do anything. Well, he, he did something. He was just 3 for 17. I get that. But he, you know, still has other ways 
to impact the game. But let's step back and look at this from 30,000 feet because Boston really employed a small ball Golden State essential of past years. They, they took a page from the Golden State book and played small ball, and that controlled the fourth quarter on both ends of the floor. And Boston had a unit on the floor. This was the These were the people they had on the floor when they actually took the lead after being down by 12. They had Al Horford at center, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Derek White, and Peyton Pritchard. Less than three minutes after that, all of a sudden, Boston had a six-point advantage, and they were really playing, you know, Kevin Looney in a way that bothered him tremendously. And, and so, Steve, it became a chess match. Uh, Steve Kerr comes back with a lineup of Jordan Poole, Curry, Draymond Green, Andre Wiggins, and, and again, Jordan Poole, which they've sputtered a little bit. They looked, you know, not – they haven't been consistent, but when you go back and look what they did against Denver in the first round, they look like instant offense, you know, the greatest show on hardwood floors or such a thing. But for whatever reason, Boston took away their space and the gaping holes – that I thought that, you know, Golden State played with in the first quarter. And Boston has a way of furiously pressuring the ball. You have to go back and watch it. Watch away from the ball. Watch the way they move away from the ball. The Celtics have a lot of fight. They know how to fight back because they've been doing it all year long. And Ime Odoka continues to preach resilience. The Warriors extended their lead in the fourth quarter, in the third quarter, but Ime Odoka's message never changed. He basically said, look, we've been through a lot. We've been through a lot of experiences, a lot of losses. We know what it takes to win. This is what Jalen Brown said after game one. I give credit to every guy in the locker room from top to bottom. We got a great, resilient group. And then, of course, you know, you get a little cliche. The chain is only as great as its weakest link. Okay, one, well, fair enough. But what they're essentially saying is everybody contributes in their own way. The oddest thing about the playoffs, and particularly the finals, is that as soon as as soon as game one is in the books and the final buzzer sounds, then all of a sudden everybody looks immediately to game two, which they should. So both teams have had several days now to look at the film, make adjustments, and you know the complexion of Sunday's rematch. I I am predicting it will not look anything like what the opener looked like. I think you're going to see a lot of defense Sunday. But know this. Boston affirmed what they figured out over the last five months. They have in their psyche and in their DNA, what it takes to be NBA champions. They haven't done that yet, but make no mistake, they have a mindset. And there are folks who would, uh, I think you would agree, there have been a few that referenced the fact that Boston had a much tougher road to get to the finals than Golden State did. You've already forgotten. The Celtic team, a very resilient, tough, gritty team with plenty of talent. They opened up against KD in Brooklyn, and they Tommy Pham slapped them out of the arena, swept them in four. Then Boston proceeds to beat the defending champs, Giannis and the Bucks, and then they face a gritty Heat team, and they have to win a Game 7 road game on nothing. They already had won two other games in Miami on the road, so this is their third road win in Miami. By the way, not for nothing, Boston's 8-2 and two on the road in the playoffs this, this year. 6-1 and one in their last seven. And again, they won three in Miami. So winning a game on the road, you expected them to do at least one of those at Golden State. You didn't know it would be game one. Coming up, we bring in a gentleman. I can't think of anybody I'd rather talk to, especially after game one. We've had 48 hours to digest it. Look ahead to game two Sunday, maybe even game three as it heads back to Boston on Wednesday. Mark Medina, our NBA guru, he's covering the NBA Finals. He's there in the belly of the beast up in San Francisco. Hope I don't catch him with a mouthful of sourdough bread. Mark will be great. Keep it locked. I'm Bernie Fratto. You're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted, so don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight out of Vegas! The great Bernie Fratto, folks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. Hey, it's Covino and Rich, and much like you, we work hard to try to provide a nice life for ourselves, for our family, for our kids, and we've worked hard to build a nice home. And you want to protect those things. God forbid something happened to you. The things futures are built around are the things worth protecting. Making an estate plan now means gaining security of your assets and peace of mind for you and your loved ones. With Trust & Will, you can create and manage a custom estate plan starting at just $199. Go to trustandwill.com slash crshow for 10% off plus free document shipping. Assure that your family and loved ones avoid lengthy, expensive legal proceedings. The state deciding what happens to your assets, you don't need that. Secure your assets, protect your loved ones with Trust & Will. And again, you're going to get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash CR show. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash CR show. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all terrain tires for on and off road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Goodyear tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their Goodyear test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. We're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto coming to you live from Las Vegas. Fox Sports Radio Studios at this time. Let's welcome in a gentleman, NBA writer for NBA.com. He's been there, done that. USA Today, Warriors writer for the Mercury News, covered the Lakers. Our NBA guru here at Fox Sports Radio, say hello to Mark Medina. Mark, good to have you back. Bernie, good to be back, for sure. All right, pal. I know you're a busy man up there. I hope I didn't catch you with a mouthful of sourdough bread or anything. <laughs> no, but true story. I was uh, clamoring to be able to close my checkout in time to uh, join you guys. Well, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you did, pal. Good to have you. Let's dive right in. Uh, obviously, much has been made of Boston's three-point barrage in the fourth quarter Thursday night, but I think Boston's ball pressure and physical, you know, defense was a major factor. What did you see in person? 
I mean, I think I saw both. Uh, you hit around the head that it wasn't just them hitting a lot of shots and going on a run. Their defense was amazing with just the way they switch. You know, if you look at the numbers with Steph Curry, you know, after he had 21 points, he pretty much tailed off uh, the rest of the way. And then you got to look at guys like Clay Thompson. He shot 6 of 14. Draymond Green, 2 of 12. Uh, Jordan Poole, 2 of 7. I think that they were just being very relentless with, uh, you know, trying to make it difficult for basically everyone else besides Steph Curry to make shots and, you know, what mission accomplished. But, you know, I think the Warriors, you know, they're not losing too much composure over this because, you know, they've been through so many finals runs, but they feel like there is some low-hanging fruit that they can rectify with just how Clay Draymond and Jordan were shooting the ball as well as tighten up their defense so that, you know, they're not wowing Al Horford and Derek White wide-open threes. But, you know what, this is going to be a tough seven-game series, so it should be interesting either way. See, that's the way I see it. And i got to tell you, Mark, I was a little put off uh, by Draymond's dismissive comments in the postgame. I know it's against the law to practice psychology without a license. I'm wondering if Golden State actually took them lightly. I covered the 4 Pistons when they beat the Lakers, and I truly believe the Lakers took them lightly. But look, Mark Boston's already Tommy Pham slapped KD in the Brooklyn Nets. Then they beat the defending champs, and they beat a gritty team in Miami, including winning three games on the road. Did did Golden State perhaps take them lightly? I don't think so, but I do uh, I do agree with your point that Draymond Green wasn't correct in saying that they dominated the game for 42 minutes. I mean, at halftime they were trailing by two. Uh, there were times where the Celtics were going on runs even before that fourth quarter push. But I think where um, where why I don't think that they were just playing down to the Celtics was I think a lot of it just had to do with tactical mistakes. Look, they weren't leaving Derek White and Al Horford wide open just because they just didn't play like feeling defense. They were tapping into what has been a trend in the past few NBA's uh, finals or even playoffs, where sometimes your best defense is no f- uh, defense meaning you allow a quote-unquote bad shooter to take bad shots because they want to flood defenders on actually good scores. And that worked on Jason Tatum. He only shot 3 of 17. The problem is Jason Tatum then morphed into becoming a distributor. You know, you look at some of the rotation uh, questions here. I mean, uh, Steph Curry played the entire first quarter, which is fine, but then he sat out, stretches in the second and fourth quarter, and that's when the Celtics went on the run. And I know that Steve Kerr has a you know, bigger thought process during the regular season when he does that with Steph. But look, this is the finals, right? Like, you don't play margin for error here. Um, so I think that's where I think the predominant problems were for the Warriors. But, you know, look, if they don't win this game, I don't, I don't want to fall into, like, it's a must-win situation because it is a best-of-seven series. But if they don't win on Sunday in Game 2, it's going to be a serious, serious hole that they would have to climb out of to win the series. I'm in agreement, and if history is prologue, if past is prologue, the Warriors should win. The only team to win on the road twice, Jordan's Bulls at uh, Orlando back in 95. Look, uh, Mark, in the first half, by the way, we're talking with uh, Mark Medina, our NBA Fox Sports Radio guru. Uh Mark, in the first half, you know, you saw it. The Warriors played with pace. They played with space. They did pretty much what they wanted, even though they trailed by two and they took over in the third quarter. Uh, they looked like it was going to be their night. But then Boston got physical. As I mentioned, uh, they, you know, they, they were really pressuring the ball. And they came back and won. What adjustments do you expect Steve Kerr to make for Sunday night? Yeah, I think there's a few things. I think Steph Curry's going to be playing more than 38 minutes, so I would expect that they would extend his rotation so that he's not on the bench in the second and fourth quarter. I think as of now, you know, the Warriors want to give Jordan Poole uh, a vote of confidence because they need to have a third playmaker and score to complement Steph and Clay. Um, but if he, if he replicates what he showed in game one, he's going to have a much shorter leash. And then as far as defensively, I don't think that they're going to keep this philosophy of really just trying to hone in on Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and allow other guys to do their thing. I think that they're going to try to, you know, 
take every assignment seriously, including their role players, because that's that's ultimately what won the game for the Celtics with you know tapping into their depth. Um, so I think those are the main three adjustments. And again, like I know that the Celtics, they deserve all the credit for playing physical, grinding it out, doing all those things, being resilient, but. I don't think it was one of these things where the Warriors were lacking effort. So I think it's more of those tactical adjustments. And then we'll see if that's the difference. Because usually, if the Warriors do those things, it's an automatic W. But this Celtics team is the real deal, and they're in the finals for a reason. Question for you. Now, this is the first time the Warriors ever ever trailed in a series, this group. Much was made about the fact that Gary Payton II was available. He didn't play any game. He didn't see any game action. Do you expect him to play Sunday? Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I think that's going to be another adjustment. Steve Kerr says that uh, he's planning on playing him in game two. He was actually available and in the active roster in game one, but he said that he went against Gary Payton II uh, playing because he and the medical staff still had some concerns about his readiness. From a conditioning standpoint, he's been really good. Um, you know, he had an elbow injury, so that didn't preclude him from being able to run. You know, the the only injured body part was his elbow, but where that was a, an issue was that it was on his dominant arm, which was his left hand, so he wasn't able to do a lot of ball handling and shooting uh, work until recently this past week, and so I think there were concerns with just how ready he was on that standpoint, um, but from Gary Payton's end, he feels like he's ready to go, so I, I would expect that Steve would at least give him some spot minutes and that could be you know another wrinkle because he's a really good defender um i'm sure it'll be limited minutes because it's his first game out but you know the this uh, the warriors are going to have to win on the defensive end and so when you add another guy that is capable of at least you know maybe maybe making things difficult or tiring for a star player like jason tatum and Jalen brown those handful of possessions could wind up becoming a, a key factor in the game What's interesting is that that both Otto Porter and Andre Iguodala had missed time, but they actually contributed quite a bit right right out of the gate uh, coming back. One thing I want to run by you, uh, uh, Mark, much has been made of the fact that the Warriors had 123 finals game cumulative experience with their roster and the Celtics had none. I think that can start to rear its head as you get deeper into the series and one team tries to close the other out. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I think that sto- that storyline was a little overrated in the sense that it wasn't technically wrong, but it missed a lot of context because, one, the Warriors do collectively have a lot of experience. But they have a lot of young players that have never been to the NBA Finals, including Jordan Poole, and you wonder to what extent did that play a factor in his struggles. And then on the other side with the Celtics, yes, they haven't been in the Finals since 2010. This is their first Finals appearance with all the guys on the roster, but they have a lot of experience overall. I mean, they had been to the Eastern conference finals a number of years recently and now they weren't able to get over that hump but that you know experience taught them a lot about dealing with failure and overcoming those moments of adversity and then you look up and down the roster it's not a young team you know jason tatum and jalen brown are young so is marcus smart but they're in their prime they didn't just start entering the league then you have a guy like al horford i mean he's been in the league forever so you know I, i think when we're talking about inexperience with the celtics it's missing a lot of that context. So uh, the the only reason why I thought that that could be a factor going into this series was more of, of the idea that, um, you know, from a tactical standpoint, the Warriors are used to doing certain things with their championship core and making certain adjustments. But I don't think that there is ever going to be an issue of people on the Celtics feeling overwhelmed uh, or too emotional or allowing the butterflies to get the best of them. They, they've they've had plenty of uh, all these moments of adversity, and they're, they're ready to tackle this challenge. Mark, uh, great stuff as always. Enjoy your time up there. I hope you get to Skolmas for my money, the best Italian restaurant in San Francisco. Okay, well, I'll, I'll put on the buckle list. All right, bud. Thanks so much. I know you're a busy guy in high demand for good reason. Get some good sleep and enjoy Sunday night. That was Mark Medina, NBA guru for Fox Sports Radio, covering the series between Golden State and Boston. We both agree. We think it's going to be a deep series. Coming up, bring you back out to Vegas, Mackinac Sports from the Kenzie Rivers. He'll bring you the data you don't get anywhere else. But first, let's go to the man who often reminds me. Bernie, did you know that Ime Odoka, spelled backwards, is Ime Odoka? 
Let's go with Brian Finley with the latest. Thank you so much, Bernie. I wish we had some NBA to talk about, but on Saturday, it was some NHL postseason that was one of the headlines, and that would be the Western Conference Finals, where the Avalanche are winners against the Oilers 4-2 to two in a Game 3, and now Colorado one win away from getting to the Stanley Cup Final. They are up three games to none in that best-of-seven series. As far as Major League Baseball, the New York Mets went into Dodger Stadium and ripped the Dodgers. Dodgers 9-4. Walker Bueller in the ballgame gave up five earned runs in just two and one-third innings of work. Bueller. Yeah, Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist, buddy. I hear you, Bernie. Well, also... The Cardinals split a doubleheader with the Cubs, seven to four, and that, or excuse me, they split a doubleheader with the Cubs. And Game Two was a seven to four win for St. Louis. The Marlins take down the Giants five to four. Jesus Sanchez, he was hailed as the hero because he had the RBI via a sack fly. In walk-off fashion, bottom of the ninth inning, the Padres shut out the Brewers four to nothing. Jake Cronenworth had a home run, and he also drove in a combined three RBI in this ball game. The Royals humbling and silencing the Astros six to nothing. Houston was held to five hits. The White Sox hang on against the Rays three to two. Jake Berger had that two-run blast in the eighth to put his team in front. The Yankees scolding the Tigers 3 to nothing. Aaron Judge homers and it's number 21 on the season. That is an MLB best. Billy Horschel leads the Memorial at the PGA Tour stop in Dublin, Ohio this week through three rounds. He is up by five strokes after a 65 in his third round on Saturday. Cameron Smith and Aaron Wise are tied for second, both at minus eight. Rafa Nadal is going to meet up with Casper Ruud at 9 a.m. Eastern on Sunday for the French Open final. And it was on Saturday in Roland Garros in Paris where Iga Sviatek beat Coco Goff, the 18-year-old old American in the women's French Open final. Coco Goff, just 18 years old, lost in, in two sets against the world number one. With that, let's get back to man number one in Las Vegas. It's Bernie Fratto. Thanks so much, Brian. All right, let's bring it back out to Vegas. Time for Mackinac Sports with Mackenzie Rivers. And Mackenzie, uh, a lot of folks are not as aware of the zigzag theory that has been so prevalent in the NBA forever. Tell the folks what it all means and apply the data so they can understand why Golden State is a favorite in Game 2. I'd like to change the name of this very well-talked-about Vegas NBA playoff trend. I would like to call it the zigzag fact because it's Fair been enough. too long. There's been too much data. It's just it, it would be a leap of faith to not believe in the zigzag at this point. So if you're off a loss and you're a home team in the NBA playoffs, anytime you're off a loss, Game 1 or Game 2, 3, 4, or 5, 838 games in the sample since 2003. You're 52.5% against the spread. You're actually beating the VIG of 52.38 if you're just betting any home team that came off a loss. Ran that through my stats machine. There's about a 12% chance that would happen if you were just flipping coins. Now let's go to game two, because that's what we're excited about. Tomorrow, Warriors, minus four. If you're off a loss and it's game one, you're 60% against the spread. Over 90 games, there's about a 5% chance that would happen if you were just flipping coins. It's a real theory. Now, why? I'm going to ask for your help with this, Bernie, because there are several well-established theories. I have my own opinions, but basically it comes down to psychology of the players, coaching adjustment, or I'm going to put this nicely, other Suspicious, you know, NBA, you know, shenanigans have been. I'm not saying I believe it. I'm just saying that's one of the theories. So, why do you think this has been such a strong effect, especially for home teams? Road teams, it's, 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 it's not quite as extreme, but especially for home teams, why do you think they always seem to bounce back so strongly? Well, certainly you nailed the first two, the psychological aspect of NBA athletes, and both teams are in the finals for a reason. And there are going to be coaching adjustments. I think you'll see, certainly, uh, McKenzie, Golden State defend the perimeter much more aggressively tomorrow. The other is, I think, numbers, and this is your department, they, they, they progress and regress to the mean. Do you really think Boston will go on a 17-0 run again Sunday? Will they really make you know six three-pointers in a row in the fourth quarter? I don't want to give Draymond Green any credit for what no. he said. <laughs> however, however, to, the, the point being is you, you brought up the flipping the coin theory. This is really a, a nuanced context, and I, I, t- I think you nailed it, McKenzie. It's a zigzag fact. 
if a team loses game one at home in the NBA Finals, they're probably going to win game two. They may not cover the spread, but they're going to win, and they're going to cover the spread much of the time for those three reasons. Coaching adjustments, psychology, and, of course, numbers progressing and regressing to the mean. So you're throwing out the referees, the whole other. I'm, I'm going to throw that out. Oh, no, no. <laughs> I, I, I won't know. Take the floor on that. There is something to that. All right? Yep. If this if this series go and I'm not a conspiracy theorist and neither are you, you're a numbers guy. If this series goes the full seven games, the seventh game will be two weeks from today. Well, that's a two week convention for the NBA. So are you going to get the hometown call? Is a referee who's human going to be hesitant to make that call in front of eighteen thousand people and God and everybody? You're dealing with human beings. I think you're onto something there. You can advance it and take it where you want to go. Yeah, you mentioned they're, they're humans, and this effect that we see in Game 2s when you're a home team off a loss is way, way more powerful in the first quarter and in the first half. Why? I think that's when the crowd is at its loudest. We saw the, mm. seen the Game 3 trend where home teams down 0-2. That's an even, even stronger trend, 63%. However, there's a reason why they call Scott Foster the extender. <laughs> it's because these series like to go 7. The ratings have been the best they've been since 2014. Real quick aside, why do you think that is? Like these, these playoffs have been a lot of blowouts, but is it the personalities? Is it uh, the, the fact that it's back on time? We're actually playing the finals in June like it's supposed to be? Yeah. Why do you think these finals have been so watched? Well, I think you've got some excellent matchups. You've got some major markets in Boston and San Francisco. You've got star power in both cities. And Golden State's become the kind of team that's very polarizing. People love to, to, love to hate them, or they love to love them. The opposite of love is not hate, it's indifferent. Same with the Celtics. There's plenty of Celtics haters out there. But to your point, the playoffs have been solid throughout. There have been some very good matchups. That in, that that game, uh, that first series matchup between Boston and Brooklyn that brought a lot of eyes. The second matchup, the defending champs with Giannis, would they repeat? And then of course Boston at Miami going seven. I think yes, there have been blowouts, but I think there have been storylines, McKenzie, and there have also been enough drama to to get people's attention and to your point we're back to the regular schedule we're not playing the nba finals in october or or mid-july yeah you got it buddy I was just watching Winning Time, the HBO show, and uh-huh. Game 6, 1980 NBA Finals, classic game. Any NBA historian I was there. Uh, knows that's one. Well, I wasn't wow. in Philadelphia. Really? I'm sorry. No, no, I wasn't in Philly, but I was. That but you was were in I was LA. In, I was, yeah, full access. Go ahead. That May game 16th. wasn't close by the end. Yeah, that game wasn't close by the end. 123 to 107, but. There's a reason why they made a 60-minute episode just about that game, because it was dramatic. I don't think just because these margins have been right. big doesn't mean we don't see drama. Like, look okay. at the last game. There was a 24-point turnaround in the fourth quarter. It ended up there was no shot at the buzzer, but it was a pretty good game to watch for a neutral. Well, you, you, you're on to something strong there. That game was tied at the half. That game six. Magic jump center, 42 points, you know, 22 rebounds, 16. He did everything. There was no Jabbar would have come back for a game seven in L.A. There was a lot of high drama and a lot of star power in that game. Julius serving. But to your point, yes, the final was 123-107. But, again, to your point, that doesn't mean there was a blowout at the end. We saw the finished product. You saw a tight game, and the Lakers pull away at the end. All right, McKenzie, you got the last word. I think you got a best bet for Sunday. Yes. And I think the Celtics proved something in the fourth quarter that is going to change this series, and I like the Celtics going forward, which I didn't coming in, admittedly. However, my best bet is the Warriors in the first quarter. I talk about this 60% trend, home teams off a loss in Game 2. They're winning the first quarter by four points, despite the fact that the average line is only five and a half. So they're getting most of their Vegas expectations already in the first quarter. The Warriors are famously a third-quarter team. Their second-best quarter by far is the first quarter. Why are they such a good third-quarter team? Because Steve Kerr is a good coach, frankly, and he's made adjustments. And after the Celtics completely shut down the Warriors' offense, you talk about Draymond Green, he was not effective at all in offense, and nobody else was besides Steph Curry. They're going to find a way to alleviate that. So the Warriors' adjustments early, catching the Celtics off guard, makes me think they're going to cover the first quarter spread that's my best bet warriors minus one and a half in the first period all right good stuff mckenzie good analysis and we'll have you back next week in the same slot good luck sunday let's get it let's get one more winner for us come on all right good stuff mckenzie that's macking on sports mckenzie rivers bringing you the data you're not going to find anywhere else coming up we wrap up the show and i want to talk about the ever-changing nba final series odds what they were before game one what they are now what you could have got the celtics at before the season 
historical trends involving fading the public. I know it sounds cliche. And just because you won game one on the road, does that mean you're going to win the series? I'll give you some stats about that. You might be a little bit surprised. I'm Bernie Fratto. We're coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. This is the pregame show you always wanted. So don't go away. You're listening to Straight Out of Vegas. Straight Out of Vegas! One of the best in the business, Bernie Fratto. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it, Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey, it's Cavino and Rich, and if you're traveling to see your favorite team this spring, you have to stay at Graduate Hotels. They're obsessed with college sports. Each Graduate Hotel is like a shrine to its hometown and local college team, but in a good way. Lots of cool details for alumni, vintage sports throwbacks, nods to campus legends, school colors, and mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels is the perfect spot for the next time you go see a game and need somewhere to crash. They have over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest, so odds are there's one where you're going, especially for games in the big conferences. You can check out all of Graduate Hotels' locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off your stay with code CRSHOW, C-R-S-H-O-W. That's good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your stay at graduatehotels.com. It's Cavino and Rich, and you've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuters' comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Continental Tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on-site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash sports to see their continental test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hi, we're back on Straight Out of Vegas, the pregame show you always wanted. I'm Bernie Fratto, coming to you live from the Las Vegas Fox Sports Radio Studios. We'll take you up to 3 a.m. Pacific, 6 a.m. Eastern, along with my savvy and capable crew. I want to thank the guys. Welcome back, Bo Benson. And, of course, Chris Perfett and Brian Finley on the updates. All right, what happens? You win game one on the road in the NBA playoffs. Pretty good shape, right? Well, it's happened six times in the last 33 years. But in those six times, the team who won game one on the road actually only won three of them. So they're three and three. The Spurs did it in 2013. 
They beat the Heat on the road game one, lost in seven. My Pistons, a team I covered in 04, they won game one uh, in Los Angeles, but then went on to beat the Lakers in five. Allen Iverson, 76ers, beat the Lakers in game one back in 01, but lost to the Lakers in five. The Houston Rockets had the audacity to beat uh, Magic, and then they ended up winning. Game and, and that was when Mike Jordan, uh, Michael Jordan was gone, of course. Uh, the Bulls won in, in 93 when they beat the, the Suns in six games after winning game one. But the Lakers with Magic, they lost uh, to the Bulls in five after beating the Bulls on the road in game one. That was Jordan's first championship. That was one of those series where, again, experience. The Lakers had 135 players with cumulative NBA finals experience. The Bulls had zero. But they had Michael Jordan. That's talked about in this series. The Celtics had zero NBA Finals experience. The Warriors had a cumulative 123 games. But as Mark Medina pointed out, they've got plenty of playoff experience, and they got DNA. We're going to see how this plays out as the series goes on because I think should Boston, let's say they take a 3-2 lead, and they're coming home, right? All kinds of pressure to win at home in Boston in Game 6 and not have to go back to Golden State to win a Game 7. If you let them off the hook, that's what happened against Miami. Boston, they've been absolute road warriors this year. 8-2 and two on the road in the playoffs. Very resilient. 6-0 and oh following a loss. Boston also 6-1 and one on the road in their last seven. And they actually won three road games in Miami. Uh, but let's give this some perspective. They lost two home games against Miami. So I think this is going to be a long series. I just do. Although Boston's fabulous, and I give all the reasons why I thought they'd beat Miami, I'm not picking a winner in this series. I just believe it's going to go seven. I'm not overreacting to game one. It's the only bet I've made so far. I will place a bet tomorrow. I haven't yet. Most likely on the under, 215.5. I believe this series will go seven games. One of the prop bets it doesn't matter who wins, but if the series goes seven games, you collect plus 175. And this is one of the favorite things for people to do. They're called exact series result prop bets. If you like the Warriors to win in seven, plus 350. But if you like it just to go seven, plus 175. Now, before the series started, before the season, if you can believe it, the Boston Celtics were 50 to 1 to win the NBA championship. 50 to 1. Before the series, the series price, Golden State was minus 150, Boston plus 130. Now Boston comes out, and again, I give them a top top credit for pressuring the ball in their defense, holding Golden State to 14 in the fourth quarter. I don't know why Draymond Green is insistent on regaling us with his wisdom. I couldn't care less. I But... He's going to be Draymond, and if you if the Golden State Warriors win Sunday night, which I expect them to do, it's going to be even worse. So... Let's let it play out. By the way, a South Point better, 50 grand, 50K in the Celtics plus four in game one, 50K in the Celtics to win the series plus 135. That value's out the window now. Right now, Boston's minus 165 to win the series, meaning you have to put up 165 to win 100. Golden State plus 140. Again, remember, Boston's 8-2 on the road in the playoffs, 6-1 in their last seven, but it's going to be a different game Sunday night. One of the things that's interesting is you hear about the public, fading the public, betting on the public. A public game is defined as any game whereby more than 60% of the tickets are on one side. And if you've been fading the public during the NBA Finals, going back to 2005, the public is only 8-12 and 12 in the last 20 years in NBA Finals Game 1. Obviously, the public... Had Golden State game one, the books did very well. If you just faded the public on all finals games since 2005, you'd be 55 and 39. That's a nice payday. That's over 60%. Finals teams are 7 and 15 when the public has bet them 60% or more in terms of the tickets on the game. Well, guess what? If you're wondering, 78% of the tickets are on Golden State, but that's minus four or four and a half, depending on the line you got. I know this flies in the face of what I believe in the zigzag that Golden State's likely to win Sunday. That doesn't mean they're going to win by margin. It doesn't mean they're going to be win by five. If they win, if they win 102 to 99, the dogs cash that bet. So it's interesting to watch. That's why I haven't fired on it. I'm not a fish better. I'm not one of those people who are going to say, well, I think Golden State's going to win, but I don't think they're going to cover the four. Now you become a fish better. 
Uh, I'm not going to do that. I'm just giving you what past history has been. If past is prologue, Golden State is likely to win this game. And look, the public's still right 35% of the time. That doesn't mean they're not going to cover. It just means this is what the history's been. By the way, finals MVP, a lot of people still like Steph Curry. Al Horford was 200-1. He's now down to 16-1. to This is going to be a fun series. I expect a lot of adjustments. That's going to do it. For Straight out of Vegas, obviously at the top of the hour, we flip to Fox Sports Radio. And, man, do we have a lot of docking on, on the show tonight. So keep it locked. I'm Bernie Fratto. This is Fox Sports Sunday, Fox Sports Radio. Keep it locked right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great Thank conversation. You. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.